Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just give you praise and thanks this morning for your church. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in your church. Hey! And we just want to accommodate you here this morning, Holy Spirit. I surrender this to you, Lord Jesus. Whatever you have purpose in your heart, do it this morning. Oh, Lord, do it, do it, do it. The time will come and the, come, the time will go, oh, Lord. And the only thing that will, be, will stand hey! is what you touch. So, have your way, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. We will see where this one goes. Amen. I was trying to, um, to uh, refer this morning's message to someone else. And it didn't work out for me. So here I find myself again. Sometimes I, um, I, will, I will say, Lord, you know, Lord, I think your people, maybe they are tired of hearing my voice. No, you know, let me um, take a, a back seat. I will literally do that. I'm not in a, in a hurry to think that, you know, God has something to speak and he has to speak it through me. But so I did call Pastor Kim yesterday and I said to her, you know, I was here praying for a while and then I called her and I said, you know, maybe the Lord wants you to speak this word tomorrow. Why don't you go and inquire? And um, she called me back very shortly. And I thought she was going to say, you know, yep. But she said, the Lord gave her a particular word. I forgot the exact words that she, but she gave me the word, exact words that he spoke to her. Basically, he said that the word is in my mouth. The word for today is in my mouth. Amen. And sometimes, you know, that's why sometimes when folks introduce me, I tell them use very mild words. Don't butter me up. Because, you know, mo mostly when the Lord uses me to speak, it's usually very direct. Hey! So I don't want someone to butter me up and then, you know, make me all nice and friendly to the people. Hey! And then now I have to come and deliver. So just give me the thing cold. And let me tell them what the Lord has um, given me. You know? Hey! We have a lot of nice pastors all over the place, right? When you guys watch them on YouTube. Hello. So good morning, people. Wonderful worship session we have here this morning. What a beautiful job by the choir, eh? As they brought us into the presence of God. We thank God for their sacrifice. We thank God for their dedication. And they put out so much effort weekly to come here and to practice, you know? They are really laboring. They're offering their bodies a living sacrifice. It's not convenient at times. But I know I see them pushing and pushing and pushing. Amen? And we really appreciate them and what they're doing. They're doing it unto the Lord. Yeah, and it's very refreshing to see the young people offering their bodies a living sacrifice. They're taking the strength of the word on top of that, guys. Hey! They are taking the strength of the word that the Lord is revealing to them and they're making tough decisions, uncomfortable decisions that are not accommodating to the soul. Hey! And God is going to reward them. Amazingly. Watch these um, young ones here, guys. They are going to unlock the soup if they continue. And I know they will. They are going to unlock the supernatural of God. It will not be the gospel that they preach outside through, through words, guys. We're used to that in this church. We're used to every Tom, Dick, and Harry speaking words. We're not impressed by it. And I'm telling each and every individual here, don't be impressed by the words of man. Not, not, not mine either. Hey! But if God is doing something through you, it's gonna, there is going to be an evidence that God is actually doing something. Oh, God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who, who went about doing good and healing all those that were afflicted of the devil. Hey! So the work that Jesus said, if you don't believe me by the words that I speak, then believe me by the works that I do. Hey! And modern day Christians, especially in this pathetic North American uh, society that they preach a half a gospel, you know, void of power. Hey! If you want to see power, mainly when I want to um, listen to apostles and teachers and preachers, I have to go to the continent of Africa. Hey! It seemed like a great switch has happened. And they are like the ones stewarding ministries with the dynamic power gospel. Hey! And over here, it's all about eloquence and words. And everybody's trying to convince you of something. Amen? So we're thanking God that there is a, still a remnant people here 
in Canada that are seeking God for this. Amen? This morning, I want to talk to you about how to be mighty in the spirit. How to be mighty hey! in the spirit. How to be strong hey! in the spirit. The power of praying in the spirit always. First scripture here, guys. I hope you're a honest person this morning, guys. I hope you really are just an individual that just made a decision that, you know, I believe the message of the cross of Jesus Christ. I accepted him as my Lord and my Savior. And now he's teaching me some harsh, some truth. And they're not convenient for me to transition into those truths. But I'm asking him to give me grace. When the Bible said to take up your cross, and we spoke about that last week, to take up your cross, we know this is not going to be done out of convenience. But don't be like the typical Christian, which is, uh, you know, a position where we are, we're, we're, we're fooling ourselves that we're walking with God. So I'm looking, this morning, God is looking for some people that are absolutely honest. Huh! This is where I am, and that's where I got to go. And the only way to go there is to get on up over there. Don't play around over here and convincing your, yourself that you're actually going there. Be honest with God. He can take you where you want, where, to that place that he has designed for you. And we see how the children of Israel did exactly that. Right? A people that God loved. The Bible is written for our examples. If you pretend, God is not going to endorse your pretense. It's not going to happen. You have to be real and authentic. Or you're going to fake this thing for all of your life and die like they died in the desert without the promises materializing in your life. And I'm sure no one wants that. So study what they did. See how they murmured and they lacked in faith. Hey! And they did not receive the promises. And do the exact opposite. In that area, do the exact opposite. First scripture here is Romans 1 and verses 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also for the Greek. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the gospel of Jesus Christ entails a lot. The gospel of Jesus Christ is about salvation it's about healing it's about obedience it's about many things and we must embrace everything that is in scripture every area you know when we talk about praying in the spirit this is one area that many people are ashamed of especially in this north american church where everything must be properly done and then people are praying out of their spirit praying from a language hey! that some you know folks are uncomfortable with these things and therefore you have all different type of positions even though the bible is five year old a five year old that can read would understand that your spirit can pray very easy and yesterday we don't pray in the spirit in north america why pride we're worried about Oh, we're going to sound to this person, that person, that person. We're talking about how to be mighty in the spirit this morning. Hey! And you're going to do that through prayer. And one of the primary things that you will do is praying in the spirit, praying in tongues. And if you're ashamed, one area, the North American church is ashamed of Jesus Christ and ashamed of praying in tongues, praying in tongues, typically. You go march... Um, around this city here and you see so many churches majority of them don't pray in the spirit forget about the Roman Catholic you know they might as well turn their bill and sell it to a supermarket and make themselves food in there or something like that because they don't do that so where is the power coming from let's go to um, the book of Philippians let's see how, how a, a man that was mighty in the spirit Paul Let's see how he dealt with that. Let's go to Philippians 3 and verse 7. Look what he says here. 
But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. And in the previous few scriptures, he talked about the things that he valued. Paul valued the position, religious prestige, the position that he had as one of the, an individual from one of the tribes of Israel, a Pharisee. It, that's, that's what the prize thing, that's if you were supposed to look at the thing that he held greatest, it would be the position that he had as a Pharisee. And he previously expounded on that in the scriptures um, preceding that. He says, verses 2, he says, Beware of dogs, beware of, beware of evil workers, beware of the mutilation, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he have confidence in the flesh, I more so. And he goes on to list the things that gave him confidence in his life before he came to Christ. And he goes, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of ben Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. And then he goes, concerning the law, a Pharisee. The Pharisees were very bright and astute when he came unto the law, Moses' law. Concerning zeal, prosecuting the church. Concerning the righteousness which is in the law, and he goes on blameless. So for him, it was religious prestige. Prestige For us today, what is it? Mostly in this um, mammon, money, fame, everything, beauty, all of the symbols out there that tells us that we have something valuable, that we're of value. A home, not against those things, but we're talking about that this contextually in the case where we put them more as an idol in the place of God. Every, there are some things that we can go out there and purchase and they will send a signal to the people around us that we are successful. There are educational levels that we can pursue and those that PhD or whatever it is, master degree, can send a symbol to the people around you that you're educated and now they see you in a certain respect. And they judge the other guy that did not attain to this level of um, education. So for us, it's in these areas. But Paul is giving us um, a clue here. He says, but what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. So the first thing we have to do is count everything. If the Lord gives you um, whatever he gives you, whether he bless you with finances, he bless you with an intellect that can study at a high level, it, compared to Christ, you must count that loss. That you, mu you, might, you must use that gift that he has given you now on his behalf. Not saying to throw it away, but acknowledge that he's the one that gave it to you and he gave it to you for his own purposes. Paul is saying he count everything but loss. Yet indeed I count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. I'm reading from verses 8. For, of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may, that I may, I may gain Christ. That exchange has to be made first. So I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed, ashamed of anything that Christ is actually asking me to do. We have to break it down a little bit more into the, the area in your life in particular that you need to surrender to the Lord. That you need to see that this thing here is not worth my relationship with Jesus Christ. And I need to let it go and put it in the proper context. And be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law. Paul speaking now. Um, in verses 9 and be found in him not having my own righteousness which is from the law but that which is through faith in Christ so we saw he made that great exchange somehow everything that he valued dearly for some of us it's our family they're holding us back everything if you're gonna be mighty in the spirit guys Paul was mighty in the spirit if you're going to be mighty in the spirit you have to let go of everything and put Christ at the center. He has to be number one. And then everything will have their proper place. Relationships. Finances won't, mammon won't be able to um, summon you and your attention and your focus and steal your commitment to the Lord. 
Now let's go to um, Luke 11. It's not, it's some basic things that we have been given for our dominance. Some basic things that we have been given for our dominance that we have not been doing because we have not made the great exchange. And we suffer because of this. You know, anything that you do that you put in place of God, it's an idol. And that idol cannot support you in the context of how God can support you in any regard. And your life is going to be broken sooner or later. God is the only one that can oversee your life physically, financially, relationally, ministerially at the same time. You might go after one thing, you know, it might be mammon, it might be fame. And then through that money that you're going after or that fame, you're neglecting other areas of your life. God is the only one that can police every area of your life all at once when you're following his lead. So we need to count everything but loss and then be willing now to do the things that he's asking us to do daily. And my wife just spoke, Pastor Kim, about faith. You know, when the devil comes, he shows you something materially, right? And you substitute that in a moment for God because you saw it with your naked eye. But God is basically speaking to you through his word and giving you promises through his word that you can manifest. And because you can't see it with your naked eye, you take the bait that the devil gives you because you can touch, feel, handle the thing that he's asking you. And this thing is going to destroy you. But the just shall live by faith. Do the things that, like praying always. Hey! Praying always. There is no, it's just you and your faith in God. You and your relationship with God. And you're constantly praying. You will see the rewards of this beginning to pop up in your life. Rather than seek after individual things. Let's go to the book of Luke. Luke 11 and verses 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, asks receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And look what he says in verses 11. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So that's a promise. If you're here today, for example, and you're not sure that you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can't have power in your life without the Holy Ghost. That, that's the, as much as we want to, you know, just speak to people who are here last week, this church is always going to make allowance for someone that comes in here that does not truly embrace being filled with the Spirit. And that is a promise. So we can get comfortable now when you come here or wherever you are and someone is praying that you will be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people are fearful. What is going to come inside of me? I can see people and they shy away from that and we don't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But we still believe in Jesus. We still come to church and there's an expectation that the power of God is going to flow through us. And that's not going to happen because it's the Holy Spirit that brings the power component. That's why Jesus told his apostles, do not, do not go and preach this gospel until you have been endued with, with power from above. And we are in the, the North American church, you know, some people say, oh, I believe in tongues. And some, we don't believe in tongues. And the whole thing is madness because it's comical with the level of, um, you know, education that we have here that we could mix up something like this. That is so clear. But if you do it, you will see the result, guys. If you begin to pray in tongues, pray in the spirit. Any issue in your life, hey, you will pray that thing away. I hope you know that's how this ministry is not 
sustained by anything except prayer. Period. Any issue that's actually happening. Hey! Man, I'm down here day after day after day after day after day. All I do is pray. Less talking and more praying. When I'm ministering to individuals, I pray for people and they call me back and say, God did this, God did this, God did this. Well, I tell you, praying in the spirit. Praying in tongues. Huh! For hours and hours and hours. I'm telling you guys, when it comes down to um, casting out spirits, hey, that's where the power comes from, just so you know. Fasting and praying in the spirit. Give me, give me two hours in the spirit. Hey! When I'm praying in the spirit, I don't know for you guys, but I go places when I'm praying in the spirit. Hey! I unlock, if I feel when they come. I feel what happens when I'm at one hour. I feel something else triggers. Hey! When I'm at a hour and a half. After I get go to about one hour, oh Lord God Almighty, it's problems. Hey! I'm, I'm sink huh, with the Holy Ghost now. And I'm interacting physically with the supernatural. I can feel what's happening. Hey! I know what I'm pulling. Hey! The power that I'm actually pulling, I feel it. Hey! And when you start doing this and loving this, hey! Men ought always to pray. Hey! When you begin to make this a lifestyle, offer your body a living sacrifice, guys. This is the problem. It's very convenient to come to church. You know, you. We can't pray in tongues for half an hour. It's a problem. But let someone call you on the um, phone with some salacious conversation. Oh, oh, two hours. See that? The loneliness. The sacrifice. Guys, sacrifice. Hey! The body want to run somewhere else. Entertainment is somewhere else. And we are not praying out the issues that we need to pray out. And we are suffering the defeat. Oh, so you must gain, the Bible talks about one of the fruits of the Spirit, right? Self-control. You must grab a hold of your mind and your body and say, No, you're staying here and you're praying. Oh, that's what I do when I come down here. I'm like, you ain't going nowhere. I could be home speaking with my wife. We have nice conversations, different things happening around the house. But you know what? I would be useless to you guys. I wouldn't have anything to speak to you. That would be of any benefit. Because I have no real connection with God. And if I speak to you from this mind, it's not going to add any value. So I might as well be honest that I must make a sacrifice of fasting and praying. And that when I'm not doing that, during the week, I must be in the Word constantly communing with God that I might have something to release. If you study only intellectually, you don't have anything to release. Hey! If you study things from the mind, from the intellect, what are you going to give to people? I mean, at every station in life, you have someone that speaks really well. You have motivational speakers. So what would be the difference between, difference between us and them? I'm telling you, when you pray, hey, guys, you're taking, you're taking from the spirit like that. You're taking from God. When you're praying in the spirit, you're taking. Hey, you're praying out things in your life you have no concept about. Hey, your issues are being solved through prayer. Just do it. How to be mighty in the spirit. Hey, you continue with this, I'm telling you, most of your issues are going to disappear. And then now, you're going to have so much that other people are going to start Listen, that's what Jesus did. Huh, the woman with the issue of blood, chase the man down and go like that. Huh, and take her healing huh, from him. Because he had a life of prayer. Supernatural. Get comfortable with that, guys. Discipline yourselves. If you're going to Acts 2, 1 to 4, we see how, we won't, I won't go there, but you can refer there. The Gentiles, the Gentiles, Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit to the surprise of the early apostles. Huh, they were shocked. It seems as if God has brought salvation even to the Gentiles. God shook them when he supernaturally gave the Gentiles huh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then they spoke in tongues. Tongues, guys. A spiritual language. Your spirit prays 
not your mind. The Holy Spirit will even give words to your mind at times for you to use in the English language. But you're praying out issues hey, that you have no reality of. Do it out of obedience. That's all I do. I do it out of obedience. For hours and hours and hours and hours. Hey! I stay in that place. This message here, guys, it's, it's tongues. Hey! Most of what I'm praying, I'm speaking, guys. It's just what I'm praying. Hey! And I have a system weekly that I go through. Make sure hey, that I'm laboring in that place. Set it up on your calendar. Hey! And if you begin to do that and discipline yourself, they say it takes 21 days to form a habit. I don't know how, how true that is. But after a while, you'll get accustomed to it. It'll be a joy for you to do it. Hey! God will grace you when you see you have a desire to pray in the Spirit. Amen? How to be mighty ha! in the Spirit. How to be strong in the Spirit. Ha! That when you go now and minister to someone, hey, whatever devil is fighting that person, hey, you command him and he loose. Hey. Listen, let me tell you something. When you read history, hey, or read the Bible and find someone that didn't have no solution to their issue, hey, a grandmother that were taking care of grandkids, hey, and no connections. And the one thing that this grandmother had, hey, she knew how to pray and pray in the spirit. And she raised eight, ten kids without a, a job. And every day the supplies turn up. How did she do it? Oh Lord God Almighty. Hey! Because she put creek in her little house. That's why they, those whole homes ha, have so much, you know, play hey, in the wood. That whole woman walk away and bang at that thing. Hey! Hey! Until a sound begin to resonate in heaven. Hey! And God had to look at the angel and say, Now! Hey! Go! Bring the woman's her, her stuff. Hey! She has so much confidence in me. Her and her family and her kids cannot be hungry. Hey! Feed them. We need to get back to prayer, guys. Over here, they have the credit card companies to put you in debt. Hello? That's the solution that's going to come back to haunt you. Hey! When you put yourself in debt. So why would we pray when we can't just go borrow a loan? God Almighty. God is calling back his bride to prayer. Benefits of praying in the spirit. Number one, it's, there are so many benefits, guys. I think I saw a book once. I couldn't bother to read it. Thank God, that's too much. Like 70-something reasons to pray in tongues. There are so many benefits. Some of them we will never know. But you don't need to know it. You receive you don't have to understand everything. Some things you walk in obedience and you receive because you're being obedient and trusting God. Later on, he might give you a revelation on that. Hey! It's the evidence. One thing, that does not mean that if you don't speak in tongues, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying that. But one of the evidence is that tongues begin to boil up. But let's go to the book of Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 14 and verses 4. And this is, this is really what I want us to um, focus on this message mainly on this morning. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. You build strength, spiritual power. So when situations happen in your life, like, you know, quite frankly, if people look at my life now, for example, they would think I have a problem. If they do the metrics of my life and look in every station and every area of my life, they would think that I have a few problems here. But my reaction to that and my position on that is totally different. Because... Quite frankly, to be honest with you, God has spoke to me about every area in my life. Right now, every area in my life. There is no void area 
in my life right now that I don't have revelation that God has absolute control over it. None. There is no station in my life that God has not spoken to me about that is not under his authority right now. But if someone else don't know that and they see something shift over here that look and I'm not worried about it but they're worried about it. Why? Man, I got a spiritual understanding. God tells me what, what is, that everything in my life is cool and cucumber. So why am I worried? So don't worry about me, guys. Don't worry about any scenario in my life that look upside down to you. All you need to do is pray in the spirit. Hey! And you will see that everything is nice and cucumber. Everything is under control. Two different. One is recognizing things with the intellect. Hey! And one has a spiritual understanding. My father has spoken to me about A, B, C, D, and E. I rest my case. Praying in the spirit. Build up strength. Hey! So when you're in the spirit now, you're walking in the spirit. Hey! You're praying always in the spirit. Any information that comes to you. Hey! Information that hits your intellect. Hello? That is bad news, so to speak. It hits your mind. Oh, and your knee go like this. Your knee shake. Hey, your heart go like kick. Hey, you feel like this as if you have no control. You're vulnerable. When information hits your brain, that's what happens. All different types of things are shooting your way. But if you're in the spirit, you know that God has seen that. He allowed it. Whatever it is. So your, your reaction is totally different when you're in the spirit. Hey! Benefit of praying, of praying in the spirit. Benefit of walking in the spirit. Everything that you process. Hey! You process it differently. All of the issues that you're dealing with right now, guys. Quite frankly, and the perspective that you have in regards to that issue, if it's giving you any kind of worry, any kind of fear right now, well, let me tell you something. You're not in the spirit. You're back in the old man. You're back in the realm of the flesh. You can't find solutions there. But if you see, if you know that you serve a mighty God that has a plan for your life and every area of your life, and you're having faith in this God, then gives you a different perspective. Really, we don't have no issues, in other words. Anybody have any issue this morning? You're not in the spirit. Go in the spirit and you don't have no issue. Build your spirit, man. This is not something that you do within a week or a month. No, it's a lifestyle. Hey! This, listen, this is this, it's sacrifice, guys. We don't want to do it. It's easy to come to church and plan a picnic, plan social gatherings. Those are very easy. Invite everybody over your home for coffee. Appease the soul. And the devil is rubbish in every area of your life in the meanwhile. If you're going to stay in the spirit, you're going to have to give up some things. Sacrifice. It has to burn. Hey! You have to get used to a kind of a lonely life. That, this is the difference between the people that are mighty, strong in the spirit, in the church of Jesus Christ, and the ones that are not. They are making sacrifices. The other ones are appeasing the soul. And because appeasing the soul can sometimes center around talking about God, or attending a function at church if the holy spirit is not planning guys i ain't going i'm staying home and praying just because some brother and sister decide let's all do something at church and they say that this is of god it's no this is the problem we don't want to be lonely hey offer your body a living sacrifice it, listen god will tell you he will communicate to you when it's sacrifice Hey, it burns at that time. Loneliness. Embrace a little bit of loneliness. How long can you stay in your closet and pray? Hey, before the devil summon you 
through a phone call. Some of us even take the, um, the phone with us. Hey! I always stop and check it in between. As soon as half an hour ago, I wonder which text I miss. That's not sacrifice, guys. Hey! If you have to drive it somewhere up the road and hide it by, under a tree, go hide it under a tree and go back in your prayer closet. Hey! Cut it off and give your father quality time if you want to be mighty in the spirit. We want to hang around people all the time. No. The, you notice when God is anointing people, it's always one by one by one by one. Hey! And we want to come and do everything together. Guys, the anointing is not going to come on your life like that. You're not going to be strong in the city, in the spirit. Start paying the price. Another thing with praying in the spirit, Jude 1 verses 20. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes if you're just going about your day, right? You're not really praying and so forth. It's very difficult to believe God at that moment. Yes, you know He can do it. We don't doubt that God can do it. But we don't really believe that he's going to do it. In my case, he's not going to do it now. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, hey, you, you believe like, I mean, God has to calm you down sometimes. Hey, I'll hold you back and say, not yet. He wants to really, the faith factor. Hey, you're not void of faith when you're always praying. Hey, you're always going to have an expectancy that God is going to do it and he's going to do it. No, hey. Praying in the spirit. You will not lack faith, guys. Huh. You will believe God is doing things in every area of your life. Huh. He's working out every detail. You know, this ministry here, we were going to name this ministry that we now call Heaven's Lighthouse Ministries, Precision Lighthouse Ministries. Precision. Hey! Accuracy, guys. We have too much church activities that lacks precision, lacks accuracy. We're just praying and hoping that God will do it. But we're not finding principles. Listen, when you're going to a destination, if I say no, meet me at um, Chops downtown. We're going to have a steak. Hey! It's on Wellington Street. It's 777 Wellington Street. Hey! And you go into your car. You go 777 Wellington Street. Hey! On your dashboard. On your navigator. Because you're going to partake of that steak. Unless you're Levi and you don't eat steak. You know, you want veggies. That's where you're going to go. Exactly and precisely. Hey! So when you, when you have faith, when your spirit is built, hey! And you come to God. And you're talking to him about any station of your life. Hey! He's, gonna, he's going to speak to you specifically. With absolute clarity and precision. When you're praying, when you're in the spirit. I hope you know that is how God is. It's the lack of us praying. Huh, and surrendering. That makes God has looks this way, you know. The lack of us being meticulous in the body of Christ make it look like God answer every other prayer. Huh! Or every other five other. We're giving a bad look to God, to Jesus Christ. But yet still, the Bible says that multitudes come to him lame. And the Bible said that he healed them all. He never rejected one. I mean, God might say to you in your prayer, it's not time for me to bless you with this. And that's fine. That's why it tells you, you know, patience. One of the fruit of the Spirit is patience. And He'll give you a little bit of patience. Too. He speaks to you in every regard. If we say He's a good Father, if we say He's our friend, hey, then we need to stop scampering around every time something happens on the earth. Like our Father and our friend just walked away from us. Worried. No, we're not praying in the Spirit. We're not walking in the Spirit. We're not, we're not doing what He told us to do. Hey! And therefore, our understanding is, is at the intellect level, at the material level. And there is fear and doubt 
and all those things. And the devil used different scenarios to bring that and project that on us. But if we go back to prayer, guys, hey, make prayer your number one thing. It's like you're in a, a battle, guys, and I like to use guns. You're in a battle, and you have all of the weapons to take out your enemy. Hey, all of the weapons. Bombs, guns, hey, nuclear. Hello? And you're, you're there throwing stones. Stones. That's what we're, we Christians are what we're doing. When we should be dropping spiritual nuclear bombs ha, on the devil. When he turns up at your, door, your doorway. Hey! Fire! Hey! He's supposed to be waiting him at your door. Because you're in the spirit. Another thing having to do when you're in the spirit. When you're walking in the spirit. Your discernment is like sharp. Pop. Hey! I'm walking around here after my third hour in tongues yesterday. Hey! I'm walking around the church here. And I'm just beginning, my eyes are wide open. Hey! And I'm seeing people's face just like that. Boop, boop. God is just showing me people's face like that. And I begin to call people, different individuals, that I'm seeing open eye visions. Hey! And dealing with the issues that they have. Because now I'm built. Hey! That I'm actually seeing. Hey! And I see their face. And the minute I see their face, I get a download. And guess what? I feel when the download comes, when it cracks, when God allow me to feel it tangible. Hey! I call the person. I have no, I don't even ask questions, guys. Hey! I'm just speaking and ministering to that person, to their situation. Spirit, you're in the spirit. Offer your body a living sacrifice unto God. If your sacrifice is the key, guys, if you're going to read the Bible, for half an hour daily or an hour guys by the by the third fourth days you, you really don't want to do it by the third fourth day it's going to take a diligence and a discipline and a self-control to say nope i'm going to read this until i form that habit and i'm comfortable i'm going to command because god in joshua 1 verses 8 this book of the law shall not depart but you shall meditate on it day and night. Are we doing that? Men are always to pray. Too many things are pushing us, pulling us, and distracting us. And that's why we have issues. That's why we have financial issues. Telling you. That's why we have relationship issues. Any issue in your life right now, it's because of lack of communion with God. Jesus never in his ministry had any issue. Paul had one issue with the infirmity in his flesh, right? Apart from the sufferings, the things that God will allow. That's fine. He give you grace to deal with that. He, got, he gave Paul grace to deal with infirmity in his flesh. We need to get back to that place of prayer, guys. Uh, Romans 8 and verses 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. See that? We don't even know intellectually what to pray, how to pray. But because your spirit is connected to the Holy Spirit. Hey, the Holy Spirit is allowing you now to pray out every issue in your life. What a wonderful tool we have been given here. Praying in tongues. How many people here are committing themselves and then you know obviously you're praying in tongues but don't negate the word of god it's not one thing that god has given us for the victory you know because when you take the word of god in prayer and then you um speak the word of god over your scenario remind god even though he knows his word but you're telling him i know that you know your word but in my situation i want this promise to be activated if you don't know the word you're going to be held back. You see, all of this running on the 401 for Christians, all of this um, pressure in this North American system of mammon, hey, hello, that they have designed to keep you occupied, keep all of your time used up in mammon. That's what the devil does, you know. What, did the, what is the first thing that Pharaoh did? Hey! When Moses came and said, 
let my people go. What did he tell his um, taskmasters to do? Didn't he tell them, stop bringing the children of Israel the material. Let them go and gather their own sticks and material. And, and took away their time. I hope you know that's what the system of North America is designed here. The whole system is built to bring you under mammon. Hey! There's uh, principalities and powers that sits hey! on the major cities in um, North America. And you're, if you're not in Christ and you're not laboring in the spirit hey! and living biblically, oh God, you have no chance. Hey! Once they get you to buy that house, you're done. Some of us have some decisions to make in that area too. Last scripture, guys. There's only one way to do it. It's called sacrifice. There's no shortcut. God means his word. You can't fake it with God. How to be mighty in the spirit. Hey! How now to speak and have the earth move ha! on your behalf. Truly, like the first Adam did. Ha! Truly like Jesus did. Imagine this. The son of a carpenter hey, is in a boat. And how dare the devil huh, send some demon up in the sky. Huh, and he caused a storm hey, to wake up the Lord. Hey, and distracted who? Not the Lord. The ones who were not in the spirit as yet. Hey, and when the master woke up, huh, he calmed the storm. Hey, it's easy for us to read that, guys. He spoke to the storm. Hey, and they go, What manner of man is this? Hey, even the elements, hey, respond to him and obey. This is who we are, not in the context of Christ, but in our own little station, in your, in your um, family, in your household, hey, in your church body, around the places that God has called you. Hey, when you speak huh, from your spirit, hey, that situation must shift. It must move. How to be mighty, hey, strong. But we come to North American churches. Hey, and the people don't want to be, you know, it's strange. What are they doing? What are they saying? We're praying in tongues. Hey, it's Bible. Do you read yours? When I, found, when I found this thing out in the, in the initial, I was a little bit hesitant. Hey! But God put me around a pastor up there in Woodbridge. Hey! And I'm like, oh, this man prays in tongue in front of everybody. Hey! So once I lose this tongue, hey! Hey! It's still kicking, guys. Ha! Ha! I was telling them how I went to the um, doctor's office. Hey! And they were um, filling one of my teeth. Ha! And they freeze me up, guys. Ha! Really well. Hey! And my tongue was like, they, they had to get somebody else to come and hold my tongue. Hey! And chop my tongue. Hey! No kidding. They had to hold. I was preaching right throughout. All, they, even when they're sticking the thing in my gum. Hey! I'm preaching Jesus to them. Huh! They, they thought something was wrong. Somebody's, I have four hands in my mouth. Hey! All at once. Hey! My tongue wouldn't stop glorifying God. Hey! When I was going home, I was like, Lord, boy, I'm a madman. I was, I was like, who does that? Hey! And after I left there, hey! And I went to the front. Hey! I'm preaching to the woman there. Hey! In pain, guys. When you're... I, I didn't even remember the pain. I have more important business. Hey! Jesus was giving glory to the Father while he was being whipped. Hey! Why was in that cross? On that cross. Hey! Stephen was being given glory to God. Ha! While he was being stoned. You see, that there is sacrifice, guys. God recognizes those things. Hey! We are doing things out of convenience. Right? Oh, some of us, when we give, we give out of the excess that we have. Hey! And now you're asking God to multiply and to bless. Hey! And there is no sacrifice in your giving. Well, you know what? Let me give away everything then. Hey! 
until God is if he's a father prove to me you're your father now hey faith guys you want the hand of God to move that we have a listen we are staring up the answers down here in London now. hey that's what we went out there to preach on the street the other day we're staring up the answers hey they're coming after us no because we're not just handing out tracks guys you know the people are not really reading the tracks very really things accomplished when you hand out tracks hey Every now and then somebody turn up at church. Hey! But start preaching the message of repentance. Hey! Start telling them you're going to hell unless you repent. Hey! You just steal the answers. Hey! And that's what we're doing down here now. So you better be bold hey! and strong in the spirit when you're going to do that. Hey! Hallelujah. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God hey! that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to God which is your reasonable service that is our reasonable service to discipline ourselves to pray to discipline ourselves to stay in the word and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's not the pastor that's supposed to be praying, guys. Hey! Let's just mitigate the role of the minister in our lives now, okay? Huh! Because sometimes we have too much expectation from the man of God. And though God calls and use people, it's primarily to encourage you. Hey! That you might, you, this, you might set your house on fire. Let it burn! If, it, this, if prayer can put literal fire, my house is burning down. Hey! Our rent's gonna come as I run down the church. Hey! Hey! Encouragement to you guys. Get back to labor. Hey! Labor until God answer you. And labor, guys, when you begin to put this type of practice, sacrifice, huh? coming up to God. And, and the Father go, something, who is that? Huh? That's that sacrifice. Hey! Let me come, out, come over to the windows of heaven. Hey! I'm Piero. Hey! I see who is laboring in the spirit. Hey! For months. Hey! And nothing happened in the first month. Hey! And nothing happened in the second month. Hey! And you're increasing. Hey! God is going to give you a visitation. Hey! Hey! This is how you have to separate yourself from the masses. In this day and this age. Hey! Don't do business with man, guys. Hey! We have a lot of people preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. We don't need them, you know? What we need are anointed people. Hey! What we need are people that are filled with the Spirit of God. Hey! So I don't worry too much about this. A lot of people are doing this. Hey! I want to know what comes when I speak. Hey! What comes when I lay hands. Hey! So I worry more about my prayer time. Hey! I worry about, I'm more about my communion with God. Hey! I worry more about staying in the Word. Hey! And staying in the presence of God. Hey! Hey! God will announce your sacrifice. Hey! He's looking for people to come back to that place, guys. Hey! We're too busy counting how much we make. Hey! Per hour. At 25 bucks. At 30 bucks. Hey! And we have no time to pray. Hey! Oh Lord God Almighty, don't let mammon make you go home broke if you make it up there. Hey! Don't let mammon. Hey! You have to make a mark. You have to make a decision. Hey! A one-time decision. Hey! That's how this is how we roll. Hey! Either this thing work for us, or we perish. We die. We starve. That's what this is. This is how we roll. Huh. Hide that God work. Hey! Or I'm gonna die anyway. So what if I die quick? Huh. Well, take me off of the road. So I'm giving this everything. No plan B. Hey! No plan B. Huh. That's why we walk away from the money. Huh. We're laboring this thing. Huh. Period. No plan B. When you don't have plan B, you can walk on water. Huh. When you have plan B, you sink. Pay the price, guys. Be authentic. Be honest. God loves honesty. Hey! 
Ask him what he requires of you. What is it that you require, oh Lord? And then do what he requires. Diligently. Hey! Ask him for faith to believe. Hey! When it seems like nothing is happening, ask him for faith to believe. Hey! If you stay in that station, guys. Hey! Moses was a man. Hey! Except God touched him. Abraham was a man. Peter was a man. Hey! Hobie that didn't have much faith. Hey! But he, he, hey! The master called him. Hey! And he decided to hang around him for a while. Hey! And he made an absolute champion. Hey! It's the same. Hey! Pay the price. Hey! Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hey! Pay the price. Don't come wish-washy to church every now and then. Hey! I've seen this all of my life, guys. I've been around church circles a long time, guys. Hey! There was a Pentecostal church 100 meters from my home. Hey! I know how it rolls. Hey! I know Sister Brown. Hey! Sister Lynn. Hey! Brother this, brother that. Hey! I've seen their walk. I don't like it. Hey! Pass them up. Run by everybody. Hey! Including Pastor Nimrod. Hey! That preached to you when you were 15. Hey! Pass him up now. Hey! Labor more than him. Hey! Oh, God is looking for people to anoint in this day and age. Hey! God is looking for people to bless. The urge is the Lord. The fullness thereof. Hey! He can't find anybody to put it on. Hey! He's looking for people to put his anointing on. Hey! Oh, Lord God Almighty. Is your prayer this week going to give him? Hey! Going to command attention from heaven. Hey! Oh, thank you, Jesus. The devil is waiting to, you know. Hey! The devil is waiting. Hey! For later. And tomorrow. And five days from now. Hey! But when you commit. Hey! Because you know that God is not a man that he should lie. Hey! That he's going to come through to you. He's going to reward your diligent prayer life. Hey! We're committing ourselves to go back to the Stay there. Don't, listen. Don't, don't answer your phone too much, guys. Listen, let me tell you something, guys. If I don't have the answer, I'm, I'm dishonest, guys. If I don't have the answer and people are going to call me, I'm not going to have a conversation with them out of this. No. Hey! I don't have what to give you. Why, why would I want to talk? I just admit I don't have it. Hey! Just because you read this book here and you have some ideas about God don't mean you have anything, you know. I'm, I'm here confidently speaking this this morning, guys. Hey! I'm doing my homework. Hey! I'm asking, listen, sometimes I do it until I'm dirt. Nothing is left in my body. Hey! And then I have to ask God, no, oh Lord, I'm going to have to go speak. No, give me strength. Hey! And he will pour more. Hey! But I exhaust myself. Hey! In prayer and in the word until I can't go no more. Discipline. Hey! Cut off everything cold-blooded. Hey! It's only this busy world where we don't have more Moses and Abraham. Hey! Oh, thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hey! Thank you, Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you, O oh Lord, that even now, hey! Your people are committing to prayer. Hey! They're committing, O oh Lord God Almighty, to praying in the Spirit. Hey! And getting back in your word. Hey! To build their spirit mind that they might speak huh, as sons and daughters of God hey, and see miracles hey, in our lives, miracles in our ministries. Hey, and Lord God Almighty, hey, that we might see souls hey, come into your kingdom. Hey, I thank you, Lord, that you're making monsters hey, right now in your bride. Hey, monsters, spiritual monsters out of the young people. Hey, Father, in the name of Jesus, they will be people of faith. Hey, they will carry your power. Hey, and the devil will listen when they speak. Hey, in 
Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God.